Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American Podcast, taking advantage of this whole freedom of speech thing we've got going on in this country. Although at this rate, one wonders if that will even exist in the coming years. Many people have said to me in the past, and of course have said online and everywhere else, that freedom of speech is definitely under attack in the First Amendment, the most important amendment, uh, in our entire society is definitely feeling pretty fragile right now because the ruling regime has decided that it can be dangerous. Uh, and what I want to focus on today is a term you've heard, we've all heard, um, and if you listen to the left, uh, it's a term of which we are all guilty. You see, this is, this is something they've passed sentence on and we're all guilty. It's hate speech. Now, First of all, I would like to refer to past shows in which I talked about speech and words and how, you know, the idea of somebody being unable to function, how somebody is going to just spiral off into depression because somebody used a word, especially like not even in front of them, but on a screen, um, and somebody they never met, somebody they never will meet, somebody, and, and, and you know, they're bursting into tears because somebody called them a name. And just how much of a problem that is in that it shows us just how weak we are. Uh, that we've reached a point where words can turn us into a quivering mass of useless goo. Um, and I, they have used, his, uh, historically, in the past mm, 20, 30 years, they have waged this war on certain words, certain things that we, you know, certain uh, phrases... Um, you know, and in some respects, there are things that just make sense, I suppose. Uh, for example, when I was younger, when I was, uh, when I was in uh, high school in the 90s, uh, gay was an insult. Uh, and to, to say something was gay or say something or say somebody, you know, it was an insult. And I can certainly understand how people who were gay would find that insulting. I get it. Um, and so that, that, that makes sense. Now, at the time, of course, they weren't talking about passing laws, about saying that if you were caught saying it, you know, that's it, you're being fined or thrown in prison, which is what they're doing now, by the way, with the trans community, the whole misgendering thing, which is a uh, misdemeanor actual crime in some states and in Canada, I believe. Um, and, you know, if you say certain things in a certain way, you, you, it's technically against the law. Um, there is a very... That is a seismic shift. There is a fundamental difference between frowning on it in society and making it plain that maybe this shouldn't be said, which is really what happened with, with that example I gave you, with the gay example. I don't think hardly anybody does that anymore, by the way. Um, even unconsciously, people my age, again, that grow up with, I don't do it anymore. I mean, I remember doing it, but I don't do it now. So you could say that that's a good thing, right? That I'm not just, that that's, that happened, but it didn't. It didn't require a law. It didn't. Requ it just required a sort of shift in, so in societal uh, temperament, which is what happened, and we should all be perfectly fine with. What we're doing now is going straight against the First Amendment and outlawing certain things because we have decided we're going to elevate a certain group, a certain dysfunctional group, to the top of the ladder, which is really everything we've done. They're immune to everything. Uh, they're protected by everything. They're protected by the media. They're protected by entertainment. Uh, all the six celebrities, they're, they're protected by every law that exists. 
They're the most protected people on the planet, and they're the most fragile and most anxious and depressed. Gee, I wonder if it could have something to do with the idea that they don't know what gender they are. And again, now, I'm going to do it because I have to, making a little bit of an offshoot here. I understand. I get it. They are saying, the left is saying that gender and sex, biological sex, are two different things. They're saying that one, the sex, is a biological truism, which it is, that you can't change. They admit that. Gender, on the other hand, is a societal construct that has nothing to do with biological gender in their world, and that uh, that is just a, a societal word. Like, okay, so this person has a penis, so they're a male. Or they're, they're, that's what they are. They're, that's what their gender is. When, in fact, your gender could be something else, something you pick. Um, now, going against this idea is backwards and Neanderthal and non-progressive and, you know, whatever. Um, but that's the point I'm trying to make here. You see, the wording, the wording of this, the terminology surrounding this is really what they care about. And if you go against it, you're essentially going against them, you're going against their agenda, and that they can't handle. They cannot handle a difference of opinion, they cannot handle dissent, because they're frickin' Nazis. And we've, dis we've discovered that over the past few years. Um, they will not, they, they don't, they're not going to deal with any sort of dissent, and they're going to put that down. Now, that obviously can't stop us from saying what we're going to say, which means that their next step is to stop us from saying it by punishing us. Now, that already happens, as we've seen in the past. It, it, we're already punished for saying things on social media or on websites that have comments or anywhere where it can be monitored. We all know. We, we've been punished for that for years, conservatives. You can't say these things. That's anti-freedom of speech. It's anti-1A. That's what that is. Um, because what they're doing, they've, they've managed to call it hate speech. They changed it to something that says, okay, this is a danger to society, hence we can make it illegal. Um, so their problem with that is they have to prove that this is a danger to society, which they can't do, um, because there's no way you can you can tie a specific act into something somebody said. That that has never hasn't worked in courts of law forever for good reason, because you can't do that. It just doesn't work. One doesn't necessarily lead to the other. I think, and I am going to go out on a limb here, I assume, actually, that the reason they're flipping out over this during the Internet age is because if enough people, strangers, you know, go into a, I don't know, a group, a Facebook or something, and say enough awful things, uh, then they could maybe bring around some sort of awful action if enough of them are there or something like that. Um, sort of like a virtual mob mentality. You know, like a digital uprising, I guess, um, which can whip people into a frenzy. And that so rarely translates to any real happenings in the real world. Um, it does happen. Uh, we've seen examples of that. Um, and I think that's what they're worried about. So that's where, that's how they justify clamping down on things you type out on your keyboard. Um, of course, it doesn't apply to the other side. The left can say the most disgusting things you've ever heard and rile everybody up on their side. Get them into a, a you know, a, a <clears throat> torches and pitchfork mentality. They're okay with that. They're just not okay with the other side doing it. I think they believe that it actually doesn't happen to them, that you can insult and offend anybody who doesn't agree with you because they're just awful people anyway, so we can just assault, insult them at every turn and it doesn't matter. 
Um, it's interesting, for example, that the N-word in terms of uh, and, and racism is, is they want to outlaw that too, and that that's gone. You can't, certainly can't say it in any way, in, you know, anything, in any capacity. Whereas the term cracker is frequently used, and no one blinks an eye, and you're not allowed to. Um, just one of the many hypocrisies that exist in the world of, of race relations today. Um, you can, for years, decades, uh, uh, movies, all forms of entertainment can make fun of and insult and offend, and offend anybody who's white because they're white. Jokes based on their color, jokes based on their color, that's all perfectly fine. And we're not even allowed to be offended by it. Every other race, different story. That's called racism, but we're not, we're not even going to acknowledge that anymore. Um, but that's what I mean. This hate speech thing is not, it's a one-way street for leftists, you see. It only works for their side, which means it's not about equality and never has been. It's about clamping down on things they don't like. That's all it is. I guarantee that I have done shows and I have said things despite the many caveats, despite the many... Uh, sidebars I have gone out of my way to make to show them that I understand their side, that I don't want to bring harm to people who don't agree with me, despite all of that. Despite those facts, I'm sure they'll say I'm still guilty of, you know, you know for example, when I say that people who uh, uh, are trans or identify as trans that I call them dysfunctional because they are. That's my belief. I think they're dysfunctional. I don't want them dead. I don't want, I don't want to hurt them. I, I want to help them, actually. I, that's precisely what I want to do. And I believe that uh, helping them would make far more sense than turning their gender around. Um, but that, you know, I, I, I guess I'm not allowed to hold that belief. According to them, I'm not. And that I'm hurting the trans community somehow, even though I have no contact with them at all, nor do I want any. And even if I did, even if it was forced upon me, I'm not about to, like, hit him in the head with a bat. I, I don't, I'm not going to do that. And now, and despite all of that, I'm not even allowed to say things, which apparently is just as bad now. That's, that's, that's evil. Um, where they can say whatever the hell they want. That's just a fact. Anybody who identifies as trans can say whatever the hell they want about me and about everybody else who doesn't like them. They can say anything. They cannot be guilty of a hate crime. Just like a black person can't be guilty of being racist. These are facts that exist in society today that they absolutely will not own up to. Um, and what we constantly have to fight back against and constantly have to expose to everybody and realize that we live in an era of double standards and hypocrisy that the left have made into, you know, they turn into a giant smokescreen and make it sound like they're for the people and for everybody, when in fact they're only for certain people and certain people who agree with them, and that's really it. That's all it's ever been. You stretch back in history, you go back to the peace-loving days of Woodstock, Right? Uh, well, you know, my mother was actually on her way to Woodstock, got stuck on the, the uh, New York Expressway like so many other people. She never actually made it, um, but she was one of them. She was, she was a flower child. And um, even, even then, and especially now, she'll look you right in the eye and say we were just a bunch of hypocrites. They were just a bunch of thugs even then. That whole peace and love thing, pile of crap. Another illusion, another smokescreen. They didn't, they didn't care about any of that. They only cared about... If it was peace and love for them, and if you agree with them and believe with them, then sure, come on over, man, smoke a joint. But hey, if you're for the other side, they're just as likely to freaking attack you. And that has not changed. And has, has always been the case, something else they don't want to admit. 
the the non-violent, right? Yeah, the pacifists. Those are the ones you got to look out for the most because they're the biggest liars of the group. They will take you down in a blink of an eye if you say something they don't like, and they will react violently and harshly, and they always have. So she knew that then. She's like, oh yeah, we we always did that. She, you know, we didn't want to admit it. And looking back, she goes, she goes. Now I know you just see those people that grew up and well, they didn't grow up. They, they got older um, and they took positions in, 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 of power and look what they're doing. Exactly what they were doing then, which is browbeating everybody into submission when it comes to uh, agreeing with them and, and adopting a certain agenda. And uh, if you fight back against that in any way, you need to be dismissed. Um, and, you know, like I said, a lot of us have already experienced that. A lot of us have already felt it, that we, you know, we... we we wish we lived in a world where freedom of speech existed, but you know what? We know we don't. We know we can't like write a certain letter to a, to a newspaper because it'll never be published. Um, we know if we say something that's that they deem over the line and on I don't know Meta or which used to be Facebook or X, which used to be Twitter, it will be gone. Um, if we say something that in any way can be traced to us, that can be deemed hate speech. That is what they want to call a crime, and that is what you want. they want you to be guilty of, and they believe there should be punishments, actual tangible punishments. They, you, you should be fined, you should, there should be time in jail, there should be all, anything. Um, and again, we, if we've reached a point where words can do this to people, uh, I, I notice that all of us who have been suffering through endless uh, insults and offenses, all the, all the white people, all the uh, just regular heterosexual individuals who have been um, just endlessly attacked, endlessly maligned over the, over the years, um, they're not the ones, you know, crawling to psychiatrists and crying. They seem to be able to function. Um, we're just having to deal with it. We're not allowed to run to the to the media. We're not allowed to run to our to our uh, leftist lawmaker who will freak out for us. We're not allowed to uh, turn our sad little story into a into a a, a tear jerking uh, biopic from Hollywood or something. We're not allowed to do any of this because we're not allowed to talk. I did a I did a show. Um, I was a while ago now, probably last year, where I I said, look, the people who are on the other side of this. The Republicans, the conservatives, even even the middle ground, even libertarian, even independents, um, they are feeling more isolated and more alone than any of these other idiots who claim to be alone when they're the biggest. Like they, they go on there and they're I, I'm so alone. And they're like a trans influence with like 70 million people propping them up every day. Whereas people like us actually are alone. They can say whatever they want. We have to shut up and we have to shut up everywhere we have to shut up on a screen, shut up in public. We have to just be quiet. They don't even want you around. Um, and that is having a tremendous impact. Um, it's, it's, it's created a sort of, it almost feels like an underground movement. It feels like, okay, we, when we're, uh, we got our front-facing uh, words out, if it's on a screen, for example, and it's in a public arena in any way, um, we have to be extremely careful about what we say, what, what other people might think about us in terms of what we believe. We have to be very careful about that. We have to hide way more often than not. The other side never has to hide. They don't have to hide anything. Bring it out. You're fine. We'll support you. Doesn't matter. You will be propped up in every way there is. Uh, on our side, we will just be thrown to the gutter and they'll be happy about it. Um, so 
it feels as if you're fighting against something that is much bigger than yourself and that the society has taken a turn that you, there's no place for, for, for you in that society anymore. Um, and when somebody feels like that, they do tend to retreat. They tend to go underground. They tend to just sort of live their lives and just ignore this because they know that they're coming for them. And they know that anything that they say could hurt them or the, their family, their friends, and just because of what they believe. They're not hurting anybody. They don't want to hurt anybody. They never said they wanted to hurt anybody. They just used a certain word. They used a different, I don't know, the wrong pronoun or something. How the hell are they supposed to know? Even if they did it on purpose. Considering all the awful crap that comes flying at us that is absolutely done intentionally every single day. Explain to me how this is equal. Explain to me how we're not allowed to be offended. How we're not allowed to get, you know, see the world through a very cynical lens by being attacked every single day when all we want to do is just live our lives and have our own beliefs and just leave us alone. I really could have sworn that that was a cornerstone of America, cornerstone of the United States, that you could have your own beliefs and your own ideas of things and that you had the freedom to express them if you so desire. Does, I'm not talking about saying, okay, we're going to go lynch so-and-so. I'm not, I'm not, I never said that was okay. What I'm saying is everything else which you deem hate speech, which is just about everything you don't agree with, that's what this has become. Hate speech is just something you don't agree with. All of that is now anti-American, anti-constitutional, and anti-human rights, and specifically targeting a very specific group, which, of course, is me and those who push back against the deeply entrenched uh, uh, liberal regime. So because they, again, because they control all the, the pillars of power, they control the media, they control education, all of entertainment, and the, the federal government, it, you, you, there's nothing an individual can do against that wall of, of opposition. There's, there's just nothing you can do. And we know that. So you're starting to see a lot of them retreat. And they're just not participating now. They, they want no part of any of this. Um, and I, that's why I sometimes wonder when I see polls, uh, you know, for the upcoming 2024 election, a lot of them say that Biden and Trump are like statistically tied. I, sometimes I wonder if that doesn't mean that uh, uh, the, the, the people who are pro-Trump or pro anybody who's not Democrat are, they're actually being underrepresented because they're just not doing any of this anymore. They're not doing the polls. They're not reading the news. They're not listening to any of this. They've separated themselves from this, and I don't blame them. And it makes perfect sense that they would be retreating, that they would be getting out. They would be stepping back. They would be trying to get away from the people who are coming after them at every turn. It just makes sense. It's, it's instinctual. It's what you do. So maybe when you see uh, these polls, especially now when we're not we're not even close. We've got a year to go, more than that, before this thing really starts rolling into the actual election time. And so now, like for the rest of this year, I mean, I think you're going to see these polls. I don't know how accurate they're going to be because a lot of people who are like me, people I know, they're not, they're, they're not doing any of this. They're not participating in any of this. They're not answering any polls. They're not doing any surveys. So it's very possible that that side could be heavily underrepresented. And the more that they're being pushed away, the more that hate speech is applied to anything that goes against the regime. And I keep calling it regime for good reason, um, because it's totalitarian at this point. Uh, they'll do any, they, has, has, Biden, has the Biden administration actually had to do anything that the Supreme Court ruled on yet? 
What about the, it's been twice or three times that Supreme Court has has made border-related uh, rulings that the Biden administration has completely ignored. They just don't do anything. They do whatever they want. That's a totalitarian regime. They obviously don't have to follow these rules. They obviously don't have to abide by the law of the land. I think that's obvious. Um, so you, you factor it all in, and people on the other side are going, so there's really nothing we can do. Nothing. The only thing I can say is, lay low, maintain that low profile, but when it comes time to vote, obviously, 2024, get the hell out there because it might be our, really our only hope. Um, I, and that would really stun them. I think, you, I think we saw this happen um, in, in the late Obama years, right before the, the 2016 election, uh, the Trump-Clinton election, because, you know, nobody was predicting Trump was going to win that. Nobody was saying that, nobody in the media, and everybody was just stunned. And it, you know what? It wasn't close. It, what was it? Was Trump won like 40, 39, 40 states? It wasn't close. It just wasn't. And um, so many people were stunned. And I think they were stunned because if you had looked at the, the polls before that came out, leading up to that election, it didn't look like that was going to happen. I think this. I think you might be seeing the same thing. You're looking once again. And, and now we're more beaten down than we were in 2016 by a long shot. So you might be seeing a lot more people coming out of the woodwork suddenly in 2024 20, uh, going, okay, that's it. I've ignored this throughout the whole thing. I'm trying to survive here. I will cast my vote to try to get some sense of normalcy and stability back to this country. So, you know, and, but, you know, if it doesn't work, I'm just going to crawl right back in, into my hole and hope they don't come get me. I mean, that's all I'm going to do, but I will come out and vote, which you have to do. Um, but it's an interesting thing to, to talk about. The hate speech idea, the hate speech laws that they want, um, you know, they're, they're beyond hypocritical. It's not a door swings both ways situation. It's 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 anything but. Um, and there's nothing you can try to say that makes it sound like it's constitutional because it's not. I've heard the far left say, well, no, I support 1A like to a point. There's no to a point. You either support it or you don't, um, which means they don't. Uh, just like they don't support the Second Amendment. They, this is, they, they want a complete teardown and they, of, of the country and they want it rebuilt in their image and they do not want any pushback, any difference of opinion of any kind. Uh, one final note I'll make. Well, my family knows a, uh, a Republican um, uh, representative in our state, and he's been there, he was there for 30 years, and in the past 10 years or so, he said, and this is a deep blue state, and uh, he says just in the, before he retired, they would basically give the board or whatever, which of course Democrat run, uh, some sort of proposal or some sort of rebuttal or something. And, you know, they'd have to go, it used to be that they'd go through this process of reading it and considering it and they meet about it. And he says, all that's completely out the window. They just throw it in the trash and completely ignore you. Hell with you. We're not even, we're not even talking about it. We're not, we're, there's no point. He, he said, when he retired, he basically said to everybody, there's no point in, in being a, a, a Republican or, or anybody in uh, elected office on the other side in a Democrat-run uh, government because they're just going to ignore you. And they're going to do whatever they want, and it won't matter. They, he says they literally would throw these things in the trash right in front of them and laugh at them. That is, uh, that's tyranny. That's totalitarianism. That's authoritarianism. Um, and it's proof that these people have no interest in other sides. They don't want two-party system. They don't want any system. They want theirs. That's it. And they will break every law. 
break every uh, law of the land and do anything they can do to make that happen. Um, so while they're screaming about um, destruction of democracy and all that, they're the ones destroying democracy because every single tactic they use is a thug tactic on a political level um, to silence and, and destroy the opposition. Not to listen to it, not to, not to say, no, you're wrong because of this and this is what we believe. No, 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 just shut up and go away. That's really what they're saying. So anyway, that's it for me. This whole hate speech thing, you know, it's, it's just another ploy. It's another uh, a tactic, a nasty one, a Nazi-esque tactic, of course, uh, at its core. But we're seeing more and more of this. Um, so, you know, like I said, I agree that it makes sense to retreat and get away from this. But when the time comes, we're going to have to at least try. We're going to have to ante up and kick in and give it a shot, right, um, in 2024 and see if we can't get something back on track. So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Uh, and I will see you again next week. Thank you.